Bill O'Reilly here, Tuesday, November 12th, 2019. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening across our nation. Congressman Adam Schiff blocks testimony from the whistleblower. Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard demands an apology from Hillary Clinton. Top general confirms hundreds of U.S. troops will stay in Syria. Many Americans say they just can't afford to travel this holiday season. A new study shows students support limiting free speech. Also ahead, my interaction with President Trump on Veterans Day. But first, Congressman Adam Schiff blocking any testimony from the Ukraine whistleblower at the center of President Trump's impeachment inquiry, saying the release of additional information would be redundant and unnecessary. Schiff claiming a whistleblower exposition could place people's lives at grave risk. A perplexing statement, to say the least. Democrat presidential candidate Tulsi Gabbard demanding an apology from Hillary Clinton, the former Secretary of State, suggesting the Congresswoman may be a Russian asset out to disrupt the 2020 election. Ms. Gabbard's lawyer calls Ms. Clinton's statements actionable as defamation. The Pentagon confirming about 600 American troops will likely remain in Syria for years, saying the soldiers are essential in stopping ISIS fighters from regrouping. You'll remember President Trump announced a gradual drawdown of U.S. military last month in Syria, saying it was time to bring the troops home. That caused an uproar in the media. Despite the growing economy, a new study says 33 million Americans are not able to afford a vacation this winter. Hardest hit segment of the population, millennials, citing student loans, low savings, high housing costs. According to the survey, 40% of Americans are willing to take on debt in order to visit their loved ones for the holidays. A disturbing report out of the UK says half of British students support limiting freedom of speech for those holding a different point of view. The study confirms young Britons feel stunned by their peers and refuse to comment on topics like Donald Trump and Brexit. In a moment, I saw the president yesterday. I'll fill you in on it next. There are so many reasons to be grateful, and in large part, we have our military and our vets to thank for our liberties and freedom. So here is a message about National Wreaths Across America Day. It's coming up Saturday, December 14th. You can join in the mission to remember our fallen heroes, honor those who currently serve, and teach younger generations the value of freedom. A $15 donation to Wreaths Across America sponsors a fresh handmade balsam fir wreath from Maine with a single red bow. The circular wreath with 10 balsam bouquets is a catalyst for unity, healing, and an expression of gratitude. What started at Arlington National Cemetery has now grown to ceremonies at more than 1,700 other participating locations across the country and overseas. So please sponsor a Veterans Wreath today and show your appreciation. Visit wreathsacrossamerica.org, wreathsacrossamerica.org. 
Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day. Yesterday marked the 100-year anniversary of the New York City Veterans Day Parade. In September 1919, my grandfather, John O'Reilly from Brooklyn, had just returned from World War I and very likely marched in that parade. He was a hero at Meuse-Argonne in France, the bloodiest battle in U.S. history. 27,000 Americans died there. My grandfather was in the Lost Battalion, surrounded by Germans for weeks. Most soldiers in the battalion were either killed or wounded, but John O'Reilly escaped unscathed. The New York City Vets Parade is mostly privately funded, and in honor of my grandfather, who subsequently became a New York City police officer, I donated some money so yesterday's parade could go off smoothly. President Trump gave the pre-parade address the first time an American president has ever done that. His speech highlighted the valor of some of the vets sitting before him in the audience, including two men in their 90s, One awarded the Medal of Honor for Heroism at Iwo Jima. As some of you know, President Trump and I have been acquaintances for more than 30 years. I talked briefly with him, and he seems to be prepared for the impeachment battle that begins tomorrow. Later in the day, he tweeted a positive review of my book, The United States of Trump, although I had no idea he was going to do that and did not ask him anything about it. The book is not pro or anti-Trump. It's facts about how Donald Trump gained the Oval Office and what kind of a man he is really. Now, it was very emotional for me sitting before the president as he spoke about the heroism of American vets. My cousin in South Carolina was a hero in the Vietnam War. As mentioned, my grandfather was a hero in World War I, and my father was actually on a ship heading to Japan in the latter days of World War II to invade. I write about that extensively in Killing the Rising Sun. If not for President Harry Truman's decision to drop the atom bomb on Hiroshima, my father likely would have been killed, and I would not be broadcasting to you at this very moment. So Veterans Day means a lot to me. I myself did not serve in the military, but have seen four wars up close and personal and have visited our troops all over the world, including the Iraq and Afghanistan theaters. I respect the military greatly, and I admire what President Trump has done in the three years he's been in office. The military across the world now gets first-class facilities. We spend a lot of money on the military, a lot of taxpayer money, but the defense of our country and protecting others is perhaps the most important thing that the United States does. I'm Bill O'Reilly, and I approved that message and actually wrote it. For more analysis, please go to BillOReilly.com. Up next, something you might not know. You've been hearing about gold all over the news. Prices continue to climb. Not surprising. Experts warning a recession could happen. But pay attention to the banks, 
some of them ran out of cash last Monday night and had to borrow money from the Federal Reserve. Since last week, more than $500 billion has been printed and given to the banks just so they could stay in business. Sound familiar? Remember in 2008 when the Fed had to bail out the banks? Well, it's happening again. Americans are looking for stability, and many are turning to gold and precious metals as a way to protect their savings and retirements. That's why I recommend that you contact American Hartford Gold Group now to learn more. To get you started, American Hartford Gold Group will gift you a free silver coin. No purchase necessary. All you have to do is call them. 877-444-GOLD-GOLD. That's 877-444-GOLD. So please give them a call today to claim your free coin. Available for a limited time only. 877-444-4653. Now the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. According to a U.S. News & World Report, there are 600 billionaires currently living in the USA, more than any other country in the world. We also have the most millionaires, including Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. However, those candidates and many Democrats routinely vilify wealthy Americans, saying they don't pay their fair share cheating the tax system, or they simply aren't patriotic enough to shell out money to alleviate poverty. Recent polls show many Americans are supporting Senator Warren's ultra-wealth tax, which confiscates assets of the wealthy. Bernie Sanders supports that program as well. But the proposal has its skeptics, including billionaire philanthropist Bill Gates, an American whose fortune is currently valued at $108 billion. According to the Bloomberg Billionaires Index, Bill Gates currently sits at number two on the list of world's wealthiest people, second only to Amazon's Jeff Bezos. After dropping out of Harvard in 1975, Gates founded Microsoft. The company's products would revolutionize personal computing, the internet, and even smartphones. But more interesting to me, anyway, is how Bill Gates spends his vast fortune. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is responsible for more than 17,000 charitable grants, donating billions of dollars to UNICEF, the World Health Organization, Johns Hopkins University, the list goes on. More than 27% of Gates' entire net worth goes to charity. But that's not enough for Bernie Sanders, who recently fantasized about Gates paying $100 billion to the government, saying the rate would help eliminate homelessness and provide safe drinking water. He even said Gates would still have $7 billion left over after the government confiscates his assets, certainly a thought to cheer communists everywhere. Gates himself says the radical proposals would, quote, kill innovation. He is right, and we'll be right back. Bill O'Reilly here with an important message. If you're a listener to this program, you may know how much I love dogs. Today, let's talk about something I care about very much. There are thousands of abandoned animals in the USA, and these animals need your help. This is why I have partnered up with Delta Rescue, the largest no-kill, care-for-life animal sanctuary in the world. 
Delta Animal Sanctuary is a one-of-a-kind rescue operation because they care for the animals for life. They're staffed by specially trained attendants who look after the animals, providing them with water, treats, toys, and affection. For more information on Delta's tax-saving estate planning vehicles, please go to the website deltarescue.org bill. It lays out all you need to know about growing your estate through tax savings, which can help you build the size of your estate while letting your compassion for animals live well on into the future. Donate online today at deltarescue.org slash bill. That's deltarescue.org slash bill. Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always looking out for you.